Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Here's a secret, you can pass it around. Here's a secret, you can pass it around. My head in the clouds and two feet on the ground. Here's a secret, you can pass it around. Right. Welcome to the Best Hang Hang podcast. I'm Mike. We got Max. We got Shane. We're all together here in the same room, bringing you another episode of your favorite podcast, The Best Hang. Fellas, what is going on? Lots have been happening. Uh, there was a great cup uh, in this country, which is our Super Bowl for any of our American listeners or maybe European listeners. Oh, yeah. There's lots of stuff. I mean, I'm home from the road, so I can hang out with you guys a lot more often, which I'm very, very excited about. Do you watch that great cup? Uh, I watched the halftime show. How was it? Uh, well, I don't know if I'm the most objective viewer because I just compared it to what we did. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, not as good, not as good, not as good, <laughs> not as good. Uh, no, I thought it was great. I mean, the fact that the Grey Cup got Green Day was fucking awesome. Like, you know. They caught feel, them in an album cycle, right? Yeah, that's I feel why. Like, yeah. That's like the Canadian thing where it's just like you're just hoping that a big dog cares about you. And, and we know the people at Tim Hortons Field. We know the Thai Cats. We know the CFL people. And we're just so happy for them, you know, yeah. cause that was like a huge get. Yeah. Uh, and also within our band, like we have, we're real green day fans, especially Nick and Tim. Actually, I think everybody, I don't know if I'm the biggest green day fan, but the other four guys love green day. Like you like the three main hits when yeah. I come around, when I come around basket case, basket case. You know, what's so funny for graduation, like the prom in high school. Yeah. I went, my girlfriend in high school was older than me. So I went to the prom the year before and the, and they announced that the final song. Like what was your gr- secret to get an older lady? You know what? I don't know what it was. She was the student council president, and next mm. year I was the student council president. Mm. Oh. So there was it was kind of like a Bill and Hillary situation, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> that we both were people crying foul though that you got in because of her. You know, no one ran against me. Oh, okay, uh, that's yeah. key. <laughs> yeah. No one wanted. No, no one really cared. There's a lot of apathy in my school. It was kind of good. It wasn't like a that classic. was the platform you ran on. <laughs> we're going to end apathy. <laughs> I was like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but cool. the, the, but it, for her prom. The, they announced like guys, the prom, the official prom song of the year is 
good riddance. Time of your life. Or no. It's good called riddance. Good Riddance. Good yeah. Riddance. Green Day. We're like, yeah. woo. And then we look at the DJ. DJ's like, I don't have it. Oh, no. <laughs> and so then so we all. grab an acoustic guitar. <laughs> no, yeah, right. And Mike Veerman shows yeah. up. He's like, I got this. I'll do it. I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> and then so we all kind of like awkwardly kind of like. From what I recall, like stood in a big circle, arm in arm, and we all tried to sing the lyrics. And I don't know if everybody like got as far as like oh you know goodness. verse two. Anyway, whatever. That's like awkward for everybody, but no one seemed to mind too much. Next year, where I'm the president of the student council, it's my prom, and like okay, Are you still with the girl? Uh, yeah, she can't. Did she come back from because she was at McMaster? Mm-hmm. I think she came back from my prom. Yeah, I think she did. And um, you again, would McMaster woman come to a high school prom? Well, she it was her alma mater. She, wow. were, you, were you nervous when she went away to like college or university because like you know there was going to be uni guys there, or did you just have sort of blind confidence? I had that, blind confidence. I don't think I was ever particularly worried about it. That I really didn't cross my mind. I don't Impressive. think. I think I did become aware of the the concept of turkey dump. Somebody mentioned that. Like you were about the big turkey dump. I'm like, what's the turkey dump? Do you guys know what the turkey dump I have is? No, no idea. Turkey dump is getting dumped for Thanksgiving. So once ah. your uh, college girlfriend returns and she's found a new guy, dump, dump that's you. when you're getting dumped. That's when you're and getting dumped. And then she goes back to school to hang out with the big boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it didn't happen to you. Didn't happen for me. Um, but anyway, so then prom comes around for me. Okay, they announced what's the big prom song of the year? Second year in a row. Good riddance. We have the same DJ. Still doesn't have the song. Didn't get it together. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was even worse than the, the, the sing-along was worse than the year before. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I like Green Day. And um, it's, <laughs> we're kind of, I think, in this era of like how rock stars age. Everybody's just looking at like who is holding up, who looks bad, who looks good. I think Green Day looks pretty good. There was a lot of talk. Mm. So I went to the game. Yeah. I, I went or the first half. Anyway, I saw the, the, the halftime show. I'm a, I'm a Green Day enjoyer. I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore fan, but I, I enjoy Green Day quite a bit. I actually seen them a lot. My brother, I got free tickets years ago, like 2000 mm. and I don't know. You know, sometimes bands, like depending on the cycle or the tour or the general interest, like it's like, oh, Green Day are playing like Cops Call Seam. And there just happens to be tickets floating around. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's yeah. like it was like that with Taylor Swift a few years ago. You were saying I just that, got yeah. free tickets. Lucy went like it yeah. was easy. Yeah, it, it was, was crazy. Impossible. Yeah, on the nineteen eighty nine, no, the Reputation tour just before pandemic, like she couldn't do two nights at that Skydome. Yeah. yeah, isn't that crazy? It's just wild. That's so changed. crazy. So Green Day was on one of these sort of cycles where there's tickets, and I was like, my brother and I were like, let's go, we'll have a laugh. So I've seen them live before, but anyway. Grey Cup was, uh, it was, it was an experience, but there's a lot of talk in our section. I was actually with three Arkells. Mm-hmm. So I was, D, I went with my D. So DZ went in our little group when he got some tickets, I believe, courtesy of Manager Ash over there, who's waving. Um, but then in our section around us was also Tim, drummer of Arkells with, uh, I think a buddy or a couple yeah. of pals. And then, uh, Nick was there with his brother and there with some friends as well. So it was like, we were all kind of within two rows of each other and like, hi, what's up? Blah, 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 all that stuff. And, um, I don't know how much. Like, would they be into the game like Nick and Tim? Mm, probably not. Yeah, like, I didn't know who was in the actual game. I feel terrible because there's probably people listening to this who are it's like, Alouette and the Blue Bombers. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know how, like, sometimes you'll talk about an experience like this and, like, people that, like, love the CFL are like, oh, I would kill to go to a great cup in Hamilton. I didn't even know till the day before. My brother and I were together and he was the one that told me who was in the game. But the talk in our row was, was Billy Joel wearing a wig? Oh, yeah, that was, that was in he our. He just dyes his hair. Right? I think he just dyes he his hair. He still has that yeah. great full head of hair. I think he does. Yeah. And it's got like a perfect fluff to it. Yeah. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's really, uh, looks good. Yeah. It makes him look young. I think that's the key to his youthful look though. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Even though he's what, like 50? I don't know how he's old. He's 50, he but he always looked young though. Yes. When he was 40, he looked 25. Totally. I do sometimes think though, it's like with these, these rock and roll gods that 
come from a particular like genre and time to hold, to, you know, to hold that up is hard because it's like, you kind of got to be like, r- like ripped and sort of like, like, cause the bass player is still kind of ripped and he has the tattoos and he has that pompadour haircut. He does not look young though. We saw him walking no, around look, in Toronto. Me, yeah. having, me Myers and Shane were having lunch on Friday and he walked by. I know, but and that's why it kind of makes it hard. It's like, it's kind of best to only do something that ages well mm. because otherwise it's just tough. I think I'll age great. <laughs> on your mind. <laughs> it's the second time in two pods now you've brought up how bands look as they oh uh, is it what age. did i say last time oh just that you were like how ripped tim and nick are oh, and yeah, then yeah. you said we all look great like you threw yourself in with them <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's, but springsteen has aged great yes yeah i, I, think, I think he never goes away though so you don't really notice him aging as much uh, if i was to look at springsteen i'd say he's 75 yeah, he definitely kind of looks if, that old. If you see, like, let's say no one's met you before in mm-hmm. their life, they know nothing about you. At a glance, how old do people guess you are? Great question. I think I'm 30. They think I'm about 35. Wow. Okay. I I'll, thought you'd say 30. No, no. I think they think I'm like, yeah, early third, early to mid 30s. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, yeah. But I don't think anybody thinks I'm my late 30s, which I'm about to be. So, wow. You know, 37 next week. The Rolling Stones have looked old since like 1988. Yeah. So they kind of benefit from that. It's not drastic how old they look now that they're touring when they're 80 uh-huh. because they've sort of looked like that since the 80s come back. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Paul, I find, is looking old. I was watching some clips of his. He's on tour right now. And I love, obviously, Paul McCartney. I've seen him live twice, but I was watching some clips of him and I'm just like, oh, I'm, fe- I'm feeling. I'm feeling his age. I think, I think, Isn't he 90, though? He's, he's, Paul's he's, looking old, man. <laughs> but, but, but I, I, how do I explain this? He didn't feel like a guy in his 80s out on tour until this most well, recent he's got incarnation. He That's doesn't have yes. that Chevy Chase, like, I'm an old good man brain. now. All of a sudden. Yeah, he's not good confused and shit. Uh, Once you're in your, like, 70s, it's not even about how you look anymore, because there's no hiding that you're uh, old. It's how, how cognitive, like, how's your brain cognition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Nick has a theory that all these guys just end up looking at like old ladies. Like he thinks that like yeah. Paul McCartney looks like a, like a nice little old lady. That's a real theory. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. Having big hair, I think is weird for an older man. Mm-hmm. I think about Ringo sometimes who, by the way, I saw him, he's 80. He's two years older than Paul, I think, or you're older than Paul, yeah. but we saw him a couple years ago and he was like bouncing around that stage yeah. like crazy. Paul just felt, I don't know. I was watching some clips like last week and I was like, oh, I'm feeling, he's just feeling a little slower and like mm-hmm. a grandpa up there. Whereas he didn't feel like a grandpa previously. I, maybe I, you know, maybe it was just a, a rough day, but uh, I always think about Ringo's like dark beard and dark hair. Uh, and I'm like, this old guy, he's got all the mm-hmm. money in the world and he's still sitting down, I don't know, every couple of weeks to like get someone to dye his shit. What would you guys do for self-improvement as you age? Oh, oh. Like Botox, hair dye. No, I'm uh, out on the game. And that's tough because yeah. my dad- as he got the games, like clearly, no. we're in the elevator today. Mike, Mike's like, I'm like, where are the shoes from? Mike? He's like, I don't know. Nana could just pick it up for me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh. true. Those are nice. I was going to ask about those. Yeah, yeah, but he has no idea. He's yeah. out on the game. I'm out of the game. Because He's wearing a weird hat right now. No, He's he, he said I look like one of the guys from Insurrection. I'm just wearing like a trapper cap or, cap or whatever they're called. Um, <laughs> but, He's wearing a hoodie from five years ago, I fully am. charged. It's a, it's a Kyle Lowry All Star <laughs> campaign well, shirt. I, this is a work day. If you go out, yeah. you have you know your nice denim black, black t-shirt jacket. Yeah. Your denim black jacket. I do, but as far as like your physi- hair routine, that's <laughs> a panting pro V. Uh, I uh, I truly or rock with it, rock to be or whatever those things. Yeah, I got to be mine. Got to. That's my new hack. That was really good. I, I would say that it's like I'm out of the game as far as like I'm not like. Listen, I'd like to keep sort of a healthy appearance, but I would never get like injections or like. Mm. Hair but you have a skincare plugs. routine. I do. I've been That's I've been moisturizing. About. I've been moisturizing uh, with um. 
Oh, wow. Am I blanking on this? This is like my key, my, my secret. I've been doing this for like 15 years. Can we be- should we beep it? No. Oh God. How am I blanking on this? I use this as my, is as it my... Kiehl's? No, it's like that. The, there's this it's moisture. It's like expensive though, right? It's, it's like, like $30 90... a bottle oh. for the face cream. I feel like any woman listening to this podcast would be like $30 is expensive to you. I've Do you know around- any other dudes that spend that on face cream? I mean, you might. No, I, I don't know. I just take whatever's nearby. I, but... I cannot believe I'm blanking on this shit. Is this it is weird that I don't wash my face? You don't wash your face. You, your skin's been looking great. I never though. wash my your face. Your face looks great. Your skin what, looks no, great. No, but here I'm doing treatments on my face. What are you doing? Are you so, doing Botox? No, no, not Botox. But Alex is part of this health place called Durand Health. Uh-huh. And they do, um, it's called like vampire microneedling PFP shit. I don't know what goes on. But they get like a, a needle. They put it all over my face. Wow. And they create like very tiny holes. And then when the skin heals. Uh-huh. Apparently it repairs for be- with better skin. Wow. And they also take my blood out of my arm. What? And then they shoot the plasma all over my face. They shake it up in this fancy Hold machine. On. This they is sh- the treatment. That's why his skin's yeah. been looking so good, man. They shake up your own blood and squirt it all over your face. Yes. And then wow. that like coats my face, does something. So if I were to lick your face right now, it would taste what? a little bit like blood. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one way to find out. <laughs> uh, the cream is a vino, by the way. Oh, it's vino. Vino. It's Whoa, not some fancy. The, 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 <laughs> The Vino face cream Vino is, like, is like I thought we made the same amount of money, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but basically, I'm not planning to do anything, which is a little terrifying because nearly like my dad when he was like 60 used to get compared to Gilbert Godfrey. And mm-hmm. no offense to Gilbert Godfrey, but if that's where I'm heading, that's just a scary proposition for Danica. But it's not really my problem because I'm out of the game. <laughs> you turned into Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know what's going to happen with my face as we age, but I'm not, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be stressing it and I don't want to be chasing, but I feel like you guys maybe uh, are open to the chase as Shane is getting blood stood on his face. Yeah. I don't, I I, I like to think I'm above all that shit. Yeah. Uh, But I would be very curious to know when, because I take Ash's advice for just about everything. Yeah. So if, but Ash is, uh, I want to know. Well, she she just generally steers me in the right direction. Mm. And, but Ash also would be very sensitive to my feelings and mm. so she, if she did have a good idea, Ash, would you be comfortable telling me? It's like, Max, yeah. it's time. It's a tightrope walk. Wow. wow. And Max, we got to send you to the doc. We got to send you to the clinic. Would you, when would that, like, dye yeah, my would, hair or hair implant or skin treatment or uh, Ozempic? Like, which is it, you know? Mm. <laughs> How would you approach it? I yeah. we need to hear it. Get on the mic. I oh. think I could just do it in a nice way. Mm. I, I can make it fun. Mm. That's the thing, because we all... Treats. There'd be treats yeah. for sure. Um, there is sometimes policing though. If it's like an event, I'm trying to remember there's something in the arena the other day where you wanted, uh, you were taking a shower, but you didn't have anything. And I was like, do you need shampoo? Cause there's nothing in there. And uh, you're like, no, I'm just going to use uh, soap. And I'm like, you're going to wash your hair with soap. Wow. Like, no, no, I just won't wash my hair today. So I'm always kind of just making sure. Yeah, yeah. But if you hadn't questioned me, I, there's a chance that soap would have gone to my hair. There'd just be soap in your hair and it all would have been flat. Would you dye your hair if it went gray? That's a great question. I don't think I could. I me think either. Because that, that tightrope wop is so hard because for the, for the, I feel like, I don't know, a very small percentage of people can pull it off and you not realize their hair is dyed. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, you're just like, the guy's dyed his hair. I kind of want a little gray hair. I, I got a bit. couple of grays coming in. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. A couple strands. Yeah. 
Uh, no, we, but we you were talking about this on the weekend, actually, the guys. What, Wait, the, does Popolis dye his hair? Sometimes I feel like he has gray hair and sometimes he doesn't. What's he doing? <laughs> I think he's when pretty he's got good it, at it if he is. I think when he's got it cropped, <laughs> I think he's got like the side dust is the thing. And I yeah. think when he's got it tight, because he shaves it tight, oh. you don't see it. Nah, it I think he's dying it. When it grows in <laughs> I think he's dying yeah. He could be. He could hey, be. But speaking of bods, I've been going to uh, this dark hot pilates class mm. i'm going this is what it's called dark hot no it's called jaybird it's in toronto and vancouver to but, work uh, out or it's a it's guided it's a guided uh pilates class but it's hot and i would have assumed that i hate it because it was mm-hmm. uh because i don't like saunas too much sweating for your like yeah but i kind of like the sweating now because you do about six minutes of exercise and it feels like you've like run up a mountain like that's yeah. how much sweat you're producing and uh, there's music, there's tunes and stuff. And so I'm having a good time. The only problem is that you, you don't know what you're doing because it's all in the dark. There's just oh, like okay. the candle lit. So you kind of, you can't see anyone's face. Wow. But you can see, you can kind of hardly see your own body. So I wonder if the lights were turned on. How many how's, people in there? I don't know, up to like 25 maybe. Is there any concern of you letting one rip? <laughs> I thought about that, but so far so good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but there's different instructors and I've become very judgmental on the instructors and like, because if you're leading one of those classes, it's this whole performance, right? Like the sound of your voice, yeah. the messages, mm-hmm. you're, cause it's sort of like this meditation thing too. They, they're talking like you're meditating, but you're also kind of doing these rigorous exercises, but, you're, but a lot of like kind of self care speak. Who's better at their job, your Pilates instructor or your high school DJ? Ooh, the Pilates instructor for sure. But yeah. I, I've actually been thinking about using. He also plays uh, Good Riddance at the end of every Pilates session. <laughs> that would be at the end when you're cooling down. Yeah, for sure. I like it. Um, but I have been thinking about stealing some of their uh, Namaste's, you know, for the Arkells live show. I'm learning something too. It's cool. What, what does that mean? You know, Namaste. Right? I, I, know it, what I, I thought that's just what it is. That's the mantra. Oh, but, uh, you know, I, sorry, I mean that sort of figuratively. Like, I'm, I'm going to steal some of their mantras for an Arkell's performance. Got you, got yeah. you, got you, got here, you. Thank yourself. Thanks for showing up. Right. Yeah. Back okay, to back the great cup, yeah. baby. Oh, yes. And so like I was in, I was in that situation where uh, Mike D uh, got tickets through Ash and then a few of us went, which was, a, it was a great time. Um, and we were tailgating before, which mm-hmm. was hilarious. I was the only guy in Hamilton too that was like trying to find, the Raptors were playing Detroit at four in the afternoon. So I was like, can we go to a bar that maybe has the Raps game on, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So we ended up, tailgating it was like it was a really fun time but after green day played we were kind of like it's pretty cold and do we just kind of want to like cut out and maybe watch the rest in a bar and have a, and so we ended up doing that which i don't know if that will make people upset or not no that's fine yeah but green day was uh yeah it was cool it was, how was it in the arena in there in the stadium like did people were people into it did it sound okay people were into this is a it televised thing right? I, I know these people. things are always well here's the thing this was what was so impressive about you you guys because that was the last time i or the only time i've been to a great cup was when you guys mm-hmm. played um you guys were so much more uh, uh, um, dynamic, dynamic, involved. The performance was awesome for the people in the arena, but it also played at home. Like there's just ten times more things going on. Whereas Green Green Day just showed sort of showed up, played their three songs, and got the fuck out. Yeah. But I was very happy they played Basket Case. Yeah. You never know if they're gonna do like, or they're gonna do what classic one they do. You don't know if they'll do like American. Well, Idiot they played or, one off their new album, right? They opened with the new one, I think. And the American Dream Case, is killing me. Yeah. yeah. Which was whatever. And then I don't, what was the last song? I can't remember. But I, I just when Basket Case came on, because that was such like a, I remember being like a little kid and loving that that song. That song to me is still their best song that they've ever made. Wait, how's that one? Do you yeah, have that oh, time? Of course, yeah. yeah. We've covered that song. It's so <laughs> fucking good. But anyway, so I was just really happy they played that. And so it was a nice moment. And uh, But mostly, yeah, I was just there for the hang. So it was a good time. Nice. Where did you watch? You didn't watch it all? 
Shady? I forgot it was the Grey Cup. No, I don't pay attention to that at all. Unless Arkells are playing the halftime show, I don't care. <laughs> I <get it>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys watch, though, in Toronto? Did you guys? Yeah, yeah. I just, we had a very chill night and just watched the halftime show. And then we watched The Curse. Ooh, Yo, good segue. Nathan, we're talking about that today. Yeah, let's talk. Let's, let's talk, so, talk so about it. I am the ignorant one. How many episodes into? I did there's see only a funny, two episodes. I saw, oh, that's it? No, yeah. no, there's six episodes in total. No, but, but they've the only two released, released two. Okay, two. Okay. Yeah. So I can catch. I'll catch up for the next chat about this. Um, so feel free to get crazy with the spoilers. But I did see somebody post today that it's got like a 94 percent uh, uh, critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but a 23 percent audience rating. Interesting. So kind of a good sign, though. I, for art or the future yeah, interpretation of like the masses a or person masses who considers yourself higher than the average person. Yes. We call it, that the Adam Sandler Will Ferrell. Yeah. If it's a pure like dumb and dumber MacGruber esque comedy, I want the perfect aggregate for critics is probably 45%. Mm. And then you want like 80% audience. Mm. To me, that's perfect for a comedy. Something like the Nathan Fielder thing. I think it's so different that you want high critical praise and then low audience understanding, especially if it's only one episode been released. Yeah. Because I feel like the show is a grower with a payoff. Yeah. That's why Mike scared me a little bit because he said a critic that he follows. I, was I, kind of, um, I think is a fantastic critic. It was like less than positive about mm -hmm. the series. But then we found out he only saw one episode. So have you? Uh, and he was a big he's a big Nathan Fielder fan and oh, a yeah. Safety fan. Oh, uh, interesting. oh he is. Oh, and he loves like John Wilson, like. Seppenwall is a great critic mm -hmm. and is so anyway when he was kind of like the show isn't mm -hmm. quite doing this but it's doing this and Nathan but he, he said Nathan Fielder was able to hold his own next to Emma Stone so that I, but anyway I, to Shane's point I thought he'd seen the whole series but then uh, I went back and looked and he hadn't so uh, Shane what do you think so far so I watched it twice wow. so my first viewing I consciously did something I never do which is I watched it as a second screen so I focused on the first viewing my first viewing I can do shit like this. Like Mike could tell me the ending of a movie and it will not ruin the experience for me to watch it. Wow. It's just, I don't know why, but it doesn't bother me. Is this a Ritalin thing? I, I don't, it's just how I am. I okay. don't know. But I, uh, I got back from New York. I'm exhausted. I'm in no mood to actually pay attention, but I'm also too excited to watch the show. So I know I have to watch it, but I don't have the brain power to pay attention. I know this is kind of a challenging series. So I go, I'm going to scroll and watch at the same time, paying more attention to my phone, kind of half paying attention just so it can, you know, itch my curiosity of just knowing what the show's about. So I watched the first episode that way. And in that viewing, I thought, okay, this show might be a little bit disappointing. Mm -hmm. And then a week goes by and then I watched it with Alex and I had about 25% of a weed drink this time, but a hundred drink, weed drink, 25% of a weed drink, but a hundred percent invested in the show. And it blew me away. Wow. I, I thought it was amazing. The tone of it. Uh, I can't believe Nathan Fielder is such a good director. Uh-huh. Because it, it felt like actually Sa a Safety Brother did it. Well, well Safety Brothers are heavily involved, right? They are. But yeah. Nathan directed it. But the it, editing, I'm sure, isn't, you know. Like I, it's I'm, all sure, I, I'm sure it didn't hurt. But because the music and the away. soundtrack is so Safety Brothers. Yes. Like everything about it is so Safety Brothers. It's so cool. Yes. Once you have a signature style and you just lean into that thing. Not to say that they don't yeah. have like a diverse skill set, mm -hmm. but it's, but like, you know, that like electronic sound, like that, that score that is in all this after brother stuff. It's yes. in this too. And it immediately gives it a vibe. Yeah. Um, is it like, is it a, is it a menacing vibe? Is it like a foreboding? Unsettling. Vibe? Unsettling. unsettling sort of. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's like hipster, unsettling, hipster radiohead. Yeah. It, like 
And it's very slow, purposely slow and unfolding. And, you know, it's basically Nathan and Emma Stone. They uh, they work for like a, a real like an HGTV style reality show series. They're gentrifiers. They're going into a town outside of Santa Fe, New Mexico, mm -hmm. and the entire community is like working class Mexican Americans. And. And so it's a, they're they're revealed to be like they have some good intentions, but they're also just completely in it for themselves. And yes. they have an odd relationship. So like they get into the nitty gritty, and there's a penis scene that's that we've been discussing. Yeah. Is it Nathan Fielder's penis? They, well, I I don't think so because it's it's quite small. Penis <laughs> did it, but uh, <laughs> and then in the, yeah. in the group text you were like, Alex intentionally didn't laugh at the scene when he has this micro penis <laughs> yeah. because she was worried about offending me, which it was also more insulting so as a result. She didn't. La she didn't laugh because Alex, when she when a penis is on the screen, Alex can't help but laugh. She always makes a noise. It goes ah oh, and we have to rewind it or something. So <laughs> she down. doesn't make a noise or anything or do anything. So I go, did you see that? She goes, no. I rewind it. I go, and then she doesn't. She's like, what? Is that weird? <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, like that's really small, I think. <laughs> but what? I, so I think because you know how we talk about dick out dads. Yeah. I'm not a dick out person around my wife or relationship. Mm -hmm. I only like. Oh, you, oh, so your penis is even out, like flaccid around your wife. Never flaccid. No one can ever see it flaccid. I'm just, <laughs> I don't, I don't do that. You know, sometimes Alex will cover up her chest too. If she's walking around, I'm right. like, why are you doing that? Cause sometimes she doesn't care. Sometimes she does, but all the time I care. I never go dick out walking around the house, anything, huh. but so she is maybe assuming maybe that's how it shrivels up and looks. Mm. Oh, so she's only seen it at its most large state it's most large but yeah. maybe she's like oh maybe it shrivels up very small because i'm always talking about like i guess as a self-defense mechanism like oh i'm not big you know like you know? <laughs> so maybe she's like oh maybe that's what, what you look like but i i just want everyone to know i'm much bigger than what nathan is in that series noted uh noted. but are you guys uh dick out around your significant other like comfortably no i, I usually, you're not either no i like a little underwear on there yeah. Okay. So you seem shocked, Mike. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I am nude around my wife for you're sure. Nude around her. Yeah. I feel bad for her. I get to look at <laughs> masterpiece, and she's got to look at this ET in the corner with his shirt off. <laughs> that joke never fails. That's like it's my go-to, yeah, baby. It's the best. Um, Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, but back to the show. So Nathan, you know, it's funny when I started watching it, I was like, oh, is this going to be revealing of Nathan? Because it doesn't have the same je ne sais quoi, perfect character that Nathan Fielder, uh, Nathan for you had. Because I didn't even finish the, what's the, what was the rehearsal? The rehearsal rehearsal episode one was the best and then it fell off. I didn't even like episode one that much. You didn't? Okay. So like, it was all just too uncomfortable for me. And I really love Nathan for you. So I was like, ah, is this not going to work? Is he going to be revealed to be sort of a one trick pony? But then once he sort of settles into it, by the end of episode two, you're like, oh, he's fucking awesome. And it's yeah. actually uh, a perfect combination to be working with the Safties. Uh, and also Emma Stone is a perfect like partner. Foil but it's only for- the one Safty. The other one's out. I oh, think, really? Something I think happened up. between Benny and Josh. Really? There was a controversy or something and they split. Emma. They both produce the show? I don't think so. Maybe they Something developed it together happened. so you get to keep your name on it, but I, some... they don't work together, I don't think, anymore. So anyway, yeah, so I'm, I'm impressed by Nathan. Like, it's... Uh, I got to watch these yeah, two now. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's, it's totally its own thing. I can't really think of anything mm-hmm. else that it's like. Yeah. That's cool. Have you guys seen uh, The Killers of the Flower Moon? No. No. But my brother-in-law went. He did invite me, but I just didn't have time. Is it good? Yeah. I heard it's great. It's great. It's such a sad, fucking depressing story, though. No, but you know, I'm the most sensitive to that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't want to say anything that's depressing. Um, and I went in knowing that it's a hard subject matter, but the performance is so good. It doesn't feel like three and a half hours because okay. everyone's like, and because there's been a lot of long movies lately, and you feel it, especially in the last 45 minutes. Like even Oppenheimer, I was like, okay, let's go. But this one just kind of kept moving. And I, and I, judge, judging by the trailer, I was like, why do I want to watch this? And I was like, and I want Leo to look kind of good. And Leo looks kind of crazy in this movie. Well, his ears, they give him Yeah, stick his out teeth ears. are terrible too. Mm. Um, but it's a really fascinating story. Scorsese's great. The soundtrack, very subtle, but really moves it along. And Robbie Robertson from the band uh, did it. That's before. his last role? Yeah. No, yeah. Before he passed away. Yeah, he oh, wow. Actually, the crazy thing about this movie, and this is a very sort of niche um musician thing but throughout the movie you're like wait a second is that who i think it is wait a second is that who i think it is so in the movie jason isbell who is a like a renowned country singer songwriter but he's like popular on twitter right he's popular on twitter because like he talks a country lot guy. of shit yeah he's a progressive guy who literally just pokes at rednecks right. the entire day it's a to be honest kind that's of, his crowd because he's that's a country crowd. guy he's the, an, he has an yeah. npr lefty crowd right. but he's from alabama right. and he's like sort of of that community as well so he just pokes at people on twitter it's a little strange to me but uh he's in it and does he a good job acting? yeah he actually he's one know. of the starring roles in it okay he's in it um there's another guy who's rolling around in one of the cars. I'm like, who is that? That guy looks so familiar. Is he a comedian? Is he like, how do, is he an, an actor that's been in some other TV show? Sturgill Simpson, 
He's a singer songwriter. Yeah, he's playing on SNL. Yeah, you're right. He's playing on SNL. And he's sort of like a left of center country singer. Then there's another scene and you see the guy's face for a second. I'm like, is that who I think it is? And then he finally comes back like 10 minutes later. Pete Yorn. Do you remember Pete Yorn? We, he's former on our podcast. podcast. Yeah. Of course. You know him, Pete uh, Yorn. Yeah. Question about being handsome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete Yorn's in the movie. Yeah. And then at the very end, Jack White is in the movie. And so it's like Scorsese or whoever's casting. It's like, I was like, where's my fucking call? Right. Right. It's like, that makes me want to act. Do you think I can act? You think I could be a good actor? You could act in a comedy, I think. Yeah. Not a serious yeah. role. I don't know if you could do, I think you could do anything. Yeah. You, I think you could do it. You I, can do anything you put your mind to, Max. Actually, you think I could get an acting career going? I don't think you have time. Mm. If, I, if I had time. I think you just can't do other stuff. Mm. Yeah, being on set would be so boring. Yeah, yeah, maybe you could be on camera if you got a little work done on your face. I think that, uh, <laughs> I, think that um, I think you need to test it in a video. Mm. Do an earnest acting role in a video. Like a music video. Like, yeah, like one of your music but videos. that's so corny. I know, but that's how you're going to find out. Huh. I guess that's a high, that's probably more risk than reward. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Ash is nodding her head. Yeah, maybe cast me in something. What is, what is a movie that a, like a singer has acted in or like an artist has acted in? Can like, you think well, of Dylan was in uh, that cop show for a very long time. No, but I mean like someone that's been in there, a music video where it's like the, the protagonist oh. is uh, played Taylor by the Swift. singer. Taylor, I guess, did it. In, no, no, she cast Sadie Sink in All Too Well. Like she, But she acts and stuff all the time. <laughs> is she good? But we can't even say that. So we'll get fucking canceled. Oh yeah, no, no. Swifties by the Swifties. Um, I'm just trying to. I feel like there's probably obvious ones we're not the thinking of. One. The best one is the weekend in Uncut Jabs. Uh, the weekend in Uncut Jabs. Yeah, but those are like movie roles. I can think of a bunch of people movie Wait, roles. Wait, he sucks, doesn't he? Doesn't the weekend? He suck? sucks now. The idol. Right. He was good only in Uncut stuck Jams? to him. Everybody oh. else. He played himself fine, in Uncut Jabs, right? Oh, I don't think bullets. he was good. I'm also a believer that if you're working with a good editor and a good director, anybody can be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the weekend's kind of great in, mm -hmm. in the Safety Brothers thing because he's like he's in a scene with Adam Sandler. He's in a dark nightclub. It's just set up in the right way. A lot of acting, it seems, is like this indefinable thing. It's like the ability to remember lines and then have a certain amount of charisma that can come across on camera. Yeah, and then there's and some I have it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you do naturally have a certain. The only question would be: Would you get uh, in your own head about line delivery or how you say a certain word? Or probably. Whatever. I probably would. No, you wouldn't. You no. don't care. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, like, there's so many times where, like, I'm reading the paper in the morning. I'm like, oh, this would be a funny. I like that you still read physical newspapers too. Oh, you're the only the guy best. I know that does that, and you I like all, it. You know what else does? I would it. do it. Tom Power. Tom Power gets the Globe and Mail every Who day. Who did and it first? We just discovered this on the weekend. Wow. We were hanging out, and he's like, "You get the paper." I was like, <laughs> yeah. it'd be "Funny if you met at the newsstand." <laughs> <laughs> you, no, you too. But he won up me. He gets the New York Times on Sunday. I don't even do that. Uh, I was like, "Fuck, man!" He, there's like one guy won up me. He also, by the way, said Shane. He said, that guy is devilishly handsome. Wow. Oh, Tom Power. I like that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but um, I think- He's like blood treatment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should just tell him. It's, it's not all natural. Let me tell you. Um, or I guess it kind of is if it's your own blood. But um, the- <laughs> Another controversial statement. <laughs> right? But the, the thing uh, that I've been thinking about lately is it's like, if to be a comedian or to be somebody and not be completely afraid all the time, is you have to just kind of stay off the internet. You have to not yeah. look at what anybody says about you ever. Yeah. And, and I and I think about that with Matt Healy, who I think is on the internet all the time and he just kind of deals with it. But also like Nathan Fielder or Tim Robinson. Uh, we asked Tom Power and he said, oh yeah, I don't, apparently Tim Robinson doesn't do a lot of press. He's kind of an anxious person. It's like, why bother? I don't know. I just think there's something to that. I'm just like, I don't know. Well, when Healy get, gets in trouble or criticized, doesn't he say it was performance art? Yeah. 
That's a good move. Yeah, well, because he loves Andy Andy Kaufman. He actually, I remember him having like a, a Instagram story thing. This is like a year and a half ago or something. Where he's like, people think that like this is my hero, and it's like a picture of David Bowie, but it's like this is actually my hero. It's like Andy Kaufman, and he just goes through a long line of like legendary comedians. Like that's what he loves. And you think he's cool, not eye roll worthy. I think he's the coolest. Would I like him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. And, and but but it's it's also because he tries so fucking hard. Like the, yeah. the, like the, his live show is more like kind of thoughtful and um, theatrical. And this is up my alley, but like, you know how like everyone points to David Byrne talking heads and, and the, the documentary stopped making sense. It's like, mm-hmm. this, like, Oh my God, they're dancing, they're acting, there's props, all that stuff. Like he's from that school. And when I saw them in 2019, he had two backup dancers, these twin girls. And he did like Michael Jackson level dancing with them. This tour, he's not doing that at all, but he just has all these tricks up his sleeve. And he's not only like kind of an, a great, eloquent, funny talker, but he's also just the show itself is like the, they built this whole house and the show and the show is about sort of like the inside, like domestic life and what you do kind of by yourself. And um, so each band member is kind of coming onto the stage at the top of the show and on the screens, they have it like it's like the opening of a 90s sitcom. Mm. It's like starring Matt Healy and Matt Healy walks through the door yeah. in real time. People love that. Bit. And they go to each member of the band and people cheer and they yeah. have like their names on it. It's very good. And he has a body double who's naked. Yeah. And he dances around him yeah so basically there's a part in the show where there's a b stage and it's and it's quite high so if you're on the floor it's probably 10 feet in the air so you can't really see it and there's a there's a trap door in the b stage and uh it becomes illuminated it's a it's a kind of a uh thing of grass and then it's revealed that there is a life-size body double of him lying down, kind of like sleeping or looks kind of dead, but you see his penis. Wow. <laughs> and then he kind of like lies next to it and examines it and smacks his ass and interacts How big with was it. the penis compared to Nathan Fielder's? I, I think that's what a, I asked. Yeah. yeah. I think, oh, it, was, I think it was a little that? bit bigger. No, no. On, uh, in, the, in the chat group, chat. I was asking oh, how big it was. That's yeah. Funny. yeah. By the way, the songs are excellent. His live show is fucking excellent. And his sort of like interest in being sort of like part of a conversation not in, and I and I don't think he does it to be provocative for provocative sake. I don't think I think he's just like he talks I think and he offers opinions that most people offer if they weren't on a microphone. Weren't they just here? They just played on Saturday. No, but I mean like I feel like I just saw ago. them on Instagram and everybody was at the show. Yeah, they played it was like a kind of a He was like a, spin wine at people, you said. Yeah, it was a follow-up tour. Oh. So so they did like the first leg of the tour it all blew out. That was a year ago. Now they're doing a kind of a victory lap now. Interesting. Just raking in that cash. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Was it, it was Scotiabank? Yeah. Sold out? Oh yeah. Nice. And then they did like London, Ontario. And then that was sold out too. Man. I'm sure. There you have it. Did you guys see the killer? David Fincher's movie? Not yet. Oh, it's so good. It's good? I like it. Wow. Are you a Fincher guy? Love Fincher. Who doesn't love Fincher? I, I would think not. I would think you would think it was too graphic or something. Like, yeah, I don't like blood, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's my character when I'm acting. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you do a lot of that. <laughs> you don't know you do that? Yeah, I guess I do that. People say that about me. But is it graphic? There's one great fight scene and there's some like gun stuff, but it's not too bad. So when we, when you asked in our group if there was any good movies to see, that's what you ended up watching. I think so. Nice. Would, okay. No, we'd already watched it. Oh, we saw some, we tried, tried to start watching some like Julianne Moore movie sharper or something, or what was it called? Hmm. It was, I did, we watched 10 minutes and I was hmm. forget about it. Hmm. I, uh, what was I doing the other day? I was doing something. And I was like, oh, I'm going to throw something on and 
whatever. I was like, oh, Blue Beetles out. Do I really want to sit through Blue Beetles? And then I was like, everyone keeps saying John Wick 4 is good. And I was planning to kind of watch 25 minutes or something just while I ate lunch. And I was just about to do, I looked up the Rotten Tomatoes on Blue Beetle, looked up the Rotten Tomatoes on John Wick, and I was going to do John Wick. But then just as I was about to click it, I saw this Gerard Butler movie called Plane. Uh, mm. Have you guys seen this movie? And I was like, you like it, right? <laughs> I want to watch it. Mm. I'm like, listen, like a, a, a well done, like plane crash scene, whatever. I'm like, that is worth the price of admission. So if I can get to that point and then bail, that will be, that'll be perfect for this 30 minutes. I'm planning to have something up while I eat. Uh, and I'm sitting through all of Plane, which was like completely one of those types of movies that is like, they make it, it's perfectly serviceable and it was fine. But I actually did, speaking of something that I think is really cool, I've only watched the first two episodes, much like you guys with The Curse, mm -hmm. is there's a new show out on Disney Plus called um, A Murder at the End of the World. Ooh. And uh, it's done by Britt Marling, um, who did The OA and The Sound of My Voice mm. and Another Earth. She's like a really interesting sort of creator. She, she works with a partner, I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now, but they sort of write a bunch of stuff. That Netflix show kind of went off the rails, but I'm a fan of her work in general. This one is about uh, Emma Corwin, who played the, the Princess Diana, the young Princess Diana for two seasons on The Crown. Mm. Uh, they uh, star in this thing as like a young hacker Mm. And they get invited to this like crazy Icelandic hotel uh, hotel that is super isolated. And Clive Owen is like a mix of Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs. He's this sort of multi-billionaire that assembles the most interesting people in the world. Like someone that's been an astronaut, an astrophysicist, like artists, all these things. And there's like a Banksy type that the Emma Corwin character used to date. And they all get assembled here. It's two episodes in and it's basically a whodunit. It's kind of Agatha Christie, but it's like, Ooh. it's like hip and it's kind of like cool. I'm watching it. And weird. And the Clive as Owen character is really home, good. I'm watching it. It's only two episodes. So it's three it's episodes now. It's not sci-fi though, is it? Nope. Thank it's, God. It's just, it's, it, that's it, where we don't get along. It's like a whodunit. I know. I know. We don't connect there, but that's no, fine. We no. have many other places that we, we do uh, connect. Uh, but anyway, so I, I, the first two are great. I'll watch the third one when I get home tonight. I think Britt Marling is, uh, at least her work is always interesting enough to watch. Mm -hmm. But that kind of got my space and my time before The Curse. But I'm now throwing The Curse into the rotation the way you guys are speaking about you it. You just reminded me of something I wanted to talk about. The Beatles came out with another song. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. We didn't talk about this. Yeah. Let's talk about oh, my God. our most beloved band. Because it feels like we've talked about it a lot, but just via text. We've had so many conversations. Yeah. There's like, I'm me and Max and back and forth. We have a text with my brother, Matt Savelli, who's yeah. a, a huge George Harrison. Okay. Tell me if I'm wrong. Go for it. Their early stuff is better than that. <laughs> <laughs> the early stuff is, you mean like, like their entire catalog? Yeah, like anything Any, pre-1970s? That's not a great song. Well, Historically, I mean, like, don't get us started. Like, wait, we is talk, that a good song? No, no, no. We could talk about this it's for a long time. Do, do you want to know because... the backstory on how the whole thing came together? Uh, like, this, no. like, before he died, you know, he was had this song on a demo. Uh -huh. He leaves his house. He gets shot. Then that they, did they're happen. like, we're going to clean this up. Uh -huh. But the, the, the demo, not they're gonna clean the yeah. They, well, they clean up the scene. bullet, the blood, and all that. Yeah. It was but the then when they find the demo, <laughs> they say we need the technology to be good enough where we can actually make this. This a might song. be my my favorite subject in human history. Wow. This what? very thing we're talking about. Am right? I getting uh -huh. it right so far? You're getting it right so far. But what makes it interesting, and Mike, jump in wherever I'm getting this wrong. So the Beatles break up in 1970, 1994, the three remaining Beatles get together and they're kind of going through old B-sides and stuff. And they, they're going to put together this anthology series of never heard music uh, for their fans. Yeah. They, they decide to uh, go into the John Lennon demo vault and record some songs where the three remaining Beatles play over a John Lennon song. Yoko reached out to yeah. Paul and That's she gave him a cassette. That Bluebird song? Well, so they had a song, Free as a Bird yeah. and Real Love, which yeah. in my mind are two of the greatest Beatles songs of they're all fantastic. time. fantastic. I agree. And, Those are good and songs. And they're so 
it, it just kind of represents what makes the Beatles so special because once they all went on their solo careers, they had great moments, but they didn't have that push and pull. And like, cause where Paul can be a little too saccharine and John can get a little lazy. It's like when they're together, they kind of even each other out and George's parts and everything. So those two songs turned out amazing. And we have discussed this in our group chat yeah. like ad nauseum because there's this whole backstory mm-hmm. where basically George Harrison kind of only agreed to be a part of that new session because they brought in Jeff Lynn, who's the singer of ELO. Do you know ELO? No. Uh, you know, evil woman. Don't bring, bring me down. Yeah. Electric no. Light Orchestra. Like, yeah, They're you like know, a big British band in the 70s. Okay. They, they kind of sound like the Beatles. Yep. And then he ended up being in a band that, with Harrison and Bob Dylan called the Traveling Wilburys. Yeah. And Tom Petty too. Yep, yep. And so... Harrison goes, I will agree to do this new session. It's 1994. If my guy gets to produce, because I'm not going to have Paul come in here and bully everybody around. Cause I fucking, <laughs> the undertone is basically like, Paul is so fucking annoying and I'll only do it. If I, if I feel like I'm being represented and I only really trust Jeff Lynn, Paul goes, okay, sure. Whatever. If that makes you happy, bring him in. So Jeff Lynn gets to produce those two songs and they turn out fucking amazing there is the third song that and they started working there's three parts of the anthology so the original yep. plan was part one comes out and you release free as a bird that closes anthology this one that one's yeah. the big hit big yeah. hit uh disc two closes with real love disc three was which is also amazing some it's hard real to say what's, what's better like i kind of might even like real love i think real love the best of the three yeah wow um and then the third anthology, it's three-part series, was supposed to end with Now and Then. There was, a, there was a four song called Grow Old With Me that John did on the demos, but they released that on Milk and Honey, which was his posthumous record, whatever. So mm. they were like, let's not do Grow Old With Me because that, that would, had been released in the early 80s or mid-80s, sorry. Uh, uh, so they started work on Now and Then. And this is the part that's a little this bit up for debate. This is the best part. This is the best it's part. It's basically they do about two days on it or something. And George is like, there's, there's a documentary where Paul talks about this. And George basically is like, no, this is fucking shit. We're not doing this. I'm like, let's, let's shut it down. Paul's like, no, but it's John. And George's like, I don't care who it is. It's still rubbish. Like it's still shit. Yeah. What people don't know is if George was talking about the, the, the <laughs> quality of the song or the quality of the demo of the demo, we can't separate mm. the voice from the piano on the demo. That's the problem. And that's, and that's the sort of story they're saying now, George was always into the song, but he didn't want to put out something subpar quality. Peter Jackson's technology now allows us to separate John's voice from the piano. Yeah. And it does sound great. <laughs> what we've been saying is now they need to go back and do the voice from Free as a Bird, which sounds weird, and Real Love. Both of those are very low, much like they like, like through a yak back cell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if they can put that through the Peter Jackson thing and then release all three of them as this tight little package, it would be incredible. Yeah. That quality kind of gave it something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I it's never bothered me. I'm not as yearning. But they're remastering things yeah. all the time. So but give I, us the remaster. Every time one. I think it's remastered, I don't even really hear different. Yeah. Much, not yeah, much, yeah. yeah. But, but it's so funny because now that Harrison's, because Harrison died in 2003, I think. 2001. So, and and Paul doesn't have to deal with Harrison or have the producer. Paul's just like, okay, I'm gonna I'm going back into it's my so, time, baby. So now my time. And so and Paul went in describing the the project this year. He's like, you know, it's like we have it's a Beatles song because Ringo's drumming on it right now. I'm playing on it, and George we hears guitar, and I laid down a, a George like guitar solo, <laughs> a tribute, yeah, in honor and, and, of George. But like knowing how the song is and everybody kind of agreeing that it's not a great song. You can only assume that George is not talking about the quality of the song, uh, the quality of the recording. He's talking about the quality. Yeah, it's of just the not song. up to it's just not a good yeah. song, and, but it's just a great example of George kind of having none of it. And Paul just can't like not be able to help himself. Right. Well, everyone's like, kind of just like speaks to their personalities. Dynamic, 100%. Yeah, dynamic, 100%. It, everyone's, everyone's like, where's like, where's, so where's George playing? If Paul's doing the solo. It's like, well, I'm assuming he's that acoustic guitar off the top. I'm like, 
but I wouldn't trust Paul. I'm no. assu- I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't, we're assuming George's guitar is somewhere on that yeah. track, and I think it's probably the acoustic guitar on the top, like the rhythm guitar. Yeah, and it's like doubled with Paul's, and Paul's is probably way louder, and you don't hear George's anymore. All right? that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I I just wish the, the the song is fine. I was kind of hoping. I was saying this like. I think this, like, I'm happy to have it for sure. It does feel like a Beatles song and it's cool that they're back in the news cycle and they got a number one in the UK, like the longest sort of stretch between a number one and, you know, yeah. something like 50 years or something like that. Like, it's just cool to see them sort of still relevant and being acknowledged as the greatest band in the history of sort of pop music and all this stuff. Uh, I just was hoping that Paul McCartney had one last cool collaboration because I was like, take John's like bits that you like and then Paul like, write some killer middle eight or a killer chorus or something. And then like kill the harmonies, you know, Mm -hmm. like really get in. But it's like, Oh no, Paul's got like an 80 year old voice. He's not like, he's, he's singing with his 80 year old voice on a demo of John when John is 40, you know? And it's like, it's just, so anyway, I was expecting to like go to a 10 and it never really got past a 6.5. Yeah, I feel like it could be a TikTok thing. It's like write a better middle eight because basically the middle section of the song Paul wrote and like they played over. So right. it's like, could you write a better part? Yeah, I don't think I got that far, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be good. I thought you guys were actually going to like it too. No. We have a bit I, of a I like it. I like it just fine. But have you seen the music video? Because that's no. a whole other thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then Peter Jackson is going to do the music video. And I will say this has become a weird sort of like uh delineation between i think boomer like old fans and like people that maybe have like a sense of whatever but so peter jackson in teasing this whole rollout it's like the song will come out this day the music video by peter jackson peter jackson does all these interviews rolling stone everywhere he's like we have footage of the beatles that has never been seen we went and found pete best who was the beatles original drummer he had the only known footage of them performing in their leather suits in the in the cavern club Mm -hmm. i'm like oh my god i'm so jacked for like two weeks like i'm i'm streaming itv interviews in the uk of them talking about this shit live like at my house so i'm so excited song comes out i'm like okay you know it's good i wanted it to go somewhere it was fine like that but we still got the video i want to feel he's like and, St- and peter jackson's like you're gonna cry but the beatles were funny people so you get you know they were a bit reverent so you got to have a little bit of that too the first cut was too somber so we really did something special and get ready to watch it i'm like all right kate so friday comes along throw this video on and shane you got to see this video because i'd love to know your thoughts but oh here we go <laughs> what the <laughs> Oh my God. (laughs) Basically, Peter just made a bunch of choices. So they got all this footage from the 94 sessions, which they've like upscaled. So like the quality is pretty good. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Starting off good. This is kind of cool. And then I'm like, what the fuck we're doing? Okay. We're doing an overlay. That's the first choice where I got a little confused. Like John's looking at the group. I guess it's like younger days. And then suddenly... I'm like, oh, oh, okay. We're doing the old like country guy yelling with the cowboy hat. I don't think they're in the same room. No. Ringo, who never sang a harmony on anything in his life now, all of a sudden is at the mics. I like this shot of George. I've never seen that before. This is the kind of fun stuff I thought I'd be seeing. And then, okay. okay. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> we, got, we got the ghosts of John and George. But that head is not even attached like, to that body. It's properly. like Sergeant Pepper's George with 1994 George. In That's the same like room. TikTok technology. This and is crazy. Put, so this is the Hello Goodbye video. Oh, yeah. And what right. he found was Peter Jackson found unseen outtakes. You know, B but we've all seen it. We've seen the video, which is essentially that. You're just seeing different versions of them dancing. And then he puts Ringo in back in mm. 1968 or whatever. They're all yucking the it up. The way the body's moving on John Lennon is so weird and not connected to the head properly. It's so weird. Oh, George's head's weird too. Oh, that freaks me out. Yeah. Yeah, that's very bad. (laughs) So anyway, I was just like, wow, I guess this was a... Well, it just reminded me of the thing that happens um, where 
you put these people on a pedestal and you're like, okay, uh, Peter Jackson, like Lord of, Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Like he's kind of created these like amazing worlds. It's like, then he makes this like documentary. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's amazing. But then you're like, oh, your skill set doesn't necessarily translate into music videos. Like yeah. you just don't have it. And I, sometimes I feel like, sometimes when I hear like Bill Simmons talk about the music industry or something, like somebody who you think is like smart and then they're, then they, Talk, try to do something else and you're like oh you don't know what the fuck you're talking about like you sound like you're equally as self-assured but you like don't know anything about, anything about the music industry same thing with peter jackson it's like oh okay he was in this like you know rare but also yeah. it's been like 20 something years since lord of the rings but he but he was such a master with the, the doc that came out you know it really felt like he could do anything that could, kind of storytelling you can do i guess he thought that sticking these like Wait, the Super Beatles puzzle. doc was storytelling? It was just them in the room eating toast. I think what? a lot of choices had to be made. <laughs> that, but that's just editing toast. choices. Like it's, <laughs> that's just editing. Cleaning up the footage, restoration he's good at, and he chopped out some shit, but that was still nine hours long. <laughs> For you true. guys, that was riveting. A lot of people, that was tough to watch. Well, speaking of the way different people receive things, if you read the comments on that music video, like the boomers love it. I bawled my eyes oh, out. Yeah. It was great to see all four of them back together. You know, you got this old footage of John and George from the Hello Goodbye video. These outtakes, I'm dancing. He's sticking with Paul and Ringo. I was like, this is the cheesiest shit I ever saw in my well, life. Well, that's like Facebook brought to life that video. <laughs> 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 yeah. So there you go. But yeah, I wonder like right now, how old is Michael Jordan? Born in 63. It's 2003. It's 50. So, oh, so he's 60. No, he's 60. You're right. Yeah. Because he retired at 40. I was born in 83, so yeah. he's 20 years older. We could probably beat him at 101 right now. What? <laughs> we could probably beat Jordan at 101. Whoa. That's a good question. I you know, think it's like Peter Jackson's Mike. brain isn't as sharp. We expect him to be Lord of the Rings, Peter, but he's just old Facebook Peter right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the episode's called. Yeah. <laughs> old, old Facebook, Facebook Peter. Peter. Well, there you have it. So yeah. what's, what's the review of the song as we wrap up and say goodbye? Solid six point. Five. Chills though when you listen to it for the first time. No, I feel like Mike got chills. The first verse, I I, I was saying I think the verse is great. Like the it's all it's mm-hmm. you. I think that piano piece and John's melody is really good there. And then it loses the plot. And they cut out some from the original demo that yeah. I thought was really good too. And I the chorus I did I dislike, but or not dislike. I just it's unremarkable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I'm I'm with Max six point five seven maybe, but happy it exists. Yeah, I, me too. I'm not one of the people that's like just leave the past in the past. I'm like fuck it, let's try it. Was that uh, an imitation of Paul there? At the end? <laughs> that was it George. Like yeah, him. it was George. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Leave the past in the past. But uh, yeah, I mean, but again, like I think Greg Greg's quote was George Harrison was right. You know what I mean? Basically, mm-hmm. it's the song's rubbish. Wow. Which, where do you give it? I think it's a shit song. You have to unearth it though. And I think it mm. kind of has awesome historical value. Yes. Yeah. I, I am very it. grateful because- all a lot of that tea that came out after the fact about George Harrison not really liking the song and having brought in um, Jeff Lynn, Lynn for yeah. the original sessions. People clipped. It was a documentary about Jeff Lynn and ELO. So I would have never known that dynamic because I yeah. knew he was mm-hmm. he was a part of those early sessions, but I didn't realize why because I just assumed that he would be friends with Paul. Or they would just let George Martin do it, who was still around. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, so I, I like I like all of the conversation it's enabled, especially like in our group chats. Like that's yeah. so fun. It's great. Nice. Most interesting band in the world, man. Sixty years later. Yep. All right, that's it. That's all. That is our episode. Thank you so much to Nathan Nash for doing everything that he does. The great, great Nate. Uh, and also Manager Ash, who got on the mic today, which is great. We got a lot going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Fellas, it was a great hang. Maybe the best.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.